0: We have a a treat this morning. So in front of you, we have a group of students from North Central Bible College, or North Central University, excuse me, in Minneapolis, that are going to be leading worship for us this morning, okay? And then after that, we have a wonderful speaker that many of you are going to recognize. Some of you may not, but we have, I'm going to introduce him now if it's okay, and then we're going to enter into some worship. But we have uh, young Christopher Rasmussen Jr. speaking tonight. Now, I've known Christopher, honestly, since he was born, since he's a little kid. Quiet down, guys. Quiet down, please. The Rasmussen family has been a blessing to the Vic household for for decades, actually. And so I remember Christopher when he was little, and he is the oldest. He's got three younger sisters, and uh, he is an alumni from Southwest. So uh, all the teachers here that have been here for a while remember Christopher. And the reason they remember him, I would say, is because he's the real deal. So what do I mean by that? Christopher is authentic, he's genuine, um, he loves the Lord, and it's not a facade, it's not, uh, it's not just an image, but he's real with his faith, and you'll see that today when he shares. And so, again, the Rasmussen family has been a blessing to me um, for many years, and um, Christopher is now uh, majoring in business at North Central, I believe he's an RA at the Residence Hall as well. And so he's going to come up today, and he's going to share a little bit about uh, what God's put on his heart to share with you guys. So if you're open to it, I want to encourage you to listen and let God speak to your heart today. It's kind of weird. I only know like a handful of you guys, and some of you
1: just know me because I was the random bearded dude that showed up at lacrosse practice last summer. But it's good to see you. It's good to be here. Um, Can we give one last thank you to the worship team? They're pretty awesome, huh? So that's the, that's the group of people that I get here and lead worship every day at school uh, for me at North Central, So I'm pretty blessed to have them. It's kind of weird having the worlds collide like that, though I will admit. Uh, having having uh, this is my high school. I graduated here in 2019, and having uh, my college crew here. it's a little weird. Um, but I don't want you guys to expect me to be some crazy awesome speaker. I'm just a student. I'm just here because I care about you guys. Uh, Mr. Goldie asked me to come share what we thought would be on my heart for high schoolers, at Southwest specifically. Um, Yeah, so just take a deep breath. I'm not gonna try to change your life for nothing. I just wanna share a little from my heart. Um, How many of you have an older sibling? That's a lot of you. How many of you are an older sibling? Cool. How many of you have an older sibling that's done with high school? Cool. Cool. So, I'm a big brother. I've got three beautiful little sisters. Um, And it's a really cool experience being a big brother. But there's sometimes a hard thing where when you're the oldest, um, or just in in general, you kind of go through life, and you kind of wish you had someone to go right ahead of you, a couple steps ahead of you, and give you some advice and perspectives of where they've been, what they've seen, uh, and what like this next chapter is going to look like, so I'm kind of going to share from that. I'm not a professional speaker. Um, I sat in those seats with you guys, many encounters, sizing up the speaker, deciding if I was going to listen to them or tune out, whatever it was. Um. Yeah, I don't have a book. I don't have a podcast. I'm just someone a couple steps ahead of you, and I kind of want to share some perspectives of. Um, from that, someone who's a couple steps ahead of you and someone who uh, is a big brother, has little siblings in high school, wants to see see them succeed and wants to see you guys succeed. So I'm gonna speak from that, that cool? It's gonna be like big brother tips, cool? Alrighty. Um, Super brief intro about myself. Like I said, graduated in 2019, Um, I go to North Central University, I'm studying business like Mr. Vic said. Um, I play lacrosse there, I'm an RA there, Um, it's pretty fun. So, there you go. That's all we need to know about me. Um, cool. Big Brother tip number one. And I hope this doesn't get too jumbled. I'm just going to kind of share some different tips. You'll see. All righty. Tip number one. Slow down. Growing up is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Hear that. Growing up is exactly where you're supposed to be. Be a kid. Have fun. I spent a lot of time in high school wishing I was where I'm at right now and I really want to just hurry up and get there and now that I'm here I kind of wish I could go back and just enjoy the simplicity of high school. So slow down, don't rest yourself. Um, Take advantage of the times you have here, take advantage of the fun stuff. Go to the concerts, go to the shows, go to the games and take the pressure off yourself to be an adult. I think that a lot of times in culture we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that's unnecessary to keep up with the latest trend, say the, the latest lingo, whatever it is. Um, I think you can take that pressure off yourself. That sometimes um, this the hard stuff too makes us grow up a little faster than we're supposed to, and that's okay. That's hard, um, especially if you're the oldest in your family. Sometimes you guys have to experience a role, where you have step up a little bit, and and um, Maybe not be a kid in the same way you you were um, or should be. Um, So it's really important in those moments, release those things that are out of your control, remember to breathe, and just give yourself permission to be a kid. Play. Like It's actually scientifically uh, proven. Play helps you learn. Play helps you grow and develop. So take some time to play. If you're an athlete, stop trying to focus on maybe just being a pro athlete. Like, focus on playing, have some fun. Bring that into everything in your life. Um, and also, I think with this, this is key, and this is something I really struggle with in high school, and I still struggle with it, but I want to share it. Take the pressure of perfectionism off yourself. God created us to do excellent work, not perfect work. There's nothing perfect this side of heaven. And this doesn't mean to be immature or not to pursue excellence. Um, you know, being a kid, it doesn't, it doesn't, don't connect that with immaturity. But allow yourself to take the pressure off yourself. I think most importantly, that like the way this, this plays into our faith is come to God like a kid. Come to God without fear, and don't overcomplicate it. This kind of leads into my next one, uh, Big Brother tip number two. Check your eyes and check your heart. I think most of the time when we feel distant from God, um, or we feel like we're kind of in a roadblock, it's because, um, because we have a wrong perspective of God or ourselves. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. If you don't actually believe that God's mercy never runs out, you're probably going to hide from him when you make a mistake. If you believe that you can disappoint God so much that he leaves you, you're probably going to run because it hurts to think about that. And the crazy thing is we might know it in our head, but it might not actually know about it in our heart. There have been many times in my life I could quote to you a handful of scriptures uh, and verses and all about how God loves me unconditionally, and in my head I knew it, but I didn't really know it in my heart. In those moments, I was afraid that I had just disappointed God maybe one too many times, and maybe that unconditional mercy that I knew up here wasn't actually true. And so it's all here, not in my heart. I think oftentimes we have to pause and be self-aware and recognize when stuff's just in our head, not our heart. Sometimes you can know something, but it's got to make that 18-inch drop from your heart, your head to your heart, uh, until you really can can live from it. When truth only stays in your head, your lenses get twisted. When you start looking through twisted lenses, the image of who God is and who you are really gets twisted too. For example, what do you do when you don't know you're loved? How do you act when you don't know that you're loved? You get kind of desperate for it. You start chasing it. And usually, it comes in the easier ways life gets awfully complicated when you spend your time in that pursuit. But when you know with all of your heart, all of your heart, not just your head, all of your heart, that you're safe and you're loved just the way you are, the way you live your life starts to change. And I really, really believe that. When stuff's in your head, it's very easy to to make your faith just religion. But when it's in your heart, that's when it's a a relationship. I think relationship is very often replaced with religion, and it's often very subtle. It creeps in through perfectionism, feeling a lie, like believing a lie, you need to prove yourself to God, or you need to be good enough for God, and that's not true. Religion says, I made a mistake, and I need to run and hide from God so I don't get in trouble. Or if you want to envision it as your parents, I made a mistake, and I want to hide it from Dad so I don't get in trouble. Relationship says, I made a mistake, I need to go find Dad. Religion says, I have to do these things right so I receive love and make God and other people around me happy. Relationship says, I know I'm already loved and because I am, I want to stay close to God. There's a big difference in the way that, the way you view yourself, if you view yourself as able to be unconditionally loved, you can actually believe that. But if you don't actually believe that, it doesn't matter how many scriptures you memorize. It doesn't matter how much, uh, the good your grade is in your Bible classes. If you don't know it down here, you're just kind of living out of your head. Does that make sense? So how do we move from religion to relationship? If you're there, and some of you guys are sitting nice and happy in a relationship, and that's awesome. But we can very easily jump back and forth. I do this all the time. I found myself being very legalistic about whether it's like devotion, something like that. And it gets in my head. It's not coming out of my heart. It's not coming out of a love for God. It's coming out of like, a, oh, I need to do this because it's on my like to-do list. I need to do this because... Um, it's the right thing to do. My mom says I should do it. Stuff like that. It starts with fixing your lenses and softening your heart. Remember we talk about the, I talk about the lens. Like You've got to fix how you view yourself, how you view God. You've got to believe that when he says he's a good father, he's a good father. You receive, believe that when he says he loves you unconditionally, he loves you unconditionally. It's not just hyperbole. He's, he actually means it when he says it. And sometimes that means that you have to deal with um, some stuff in your heart and soften your heart and actually like recognize and be self-aware. Hey, I'm actually believing this lie about myself and that's not true. Or I'm believing this lie about God and that's not true. And you don't have to, this is another thing, this was hard for me. I'd feel like I'd want to come back to relationship with God and closeness, but I would be like, ah, but I don't feel quite ready yet. I don't feel like I'm good enough quite yet. I got to clean myself off quick, and then I'll, then I'll come back to God. You know that? That feeling where you're like, ah, just a little bit of shame, just a little bit of guilt. Ah, it's kind of hard to deal with that. kind of reminds me that I made a mistake. I got to think through that pain. And it's hard. It's hard. But God isn't afraid of that. God isn't afraid of your insecurities. He isn't afraid of your imperfections. He isn't afraid of your doubts. He isn't even afraid of your bitterness. If you've been hurt by the church or you've been hurt by someone telling you something about God or God's character or even about yourself, he's not afraid of that. And nothing you can do or will do will change that. Um, I heard this illustration. I thought it was pretty cool. If you've got an old penny that is corroded and covered in junk and worn down and you've got a new penny which is fresh out of the, the mint it's nice and shiny they still have the same value and it's not because the the, the it's not because of what where it's been or where it's done changes the value it has consistent value because it, ha- it was created by the same person it's created by the same thing the creator gives it value and where that penny's been what it's seen what's experienced doesn't change its value. I mean, maybe it's like broken in half. Maybe it changes value a little bit, right? But that's not, that's, that kind of ruins the illustration. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you get it. You know what I'm saying? Y- your value is consistent because you're created by loving God. There's nothing, you can't be broken in half when you're too far gone like a penny can. I just ruined my own illustration. My gosh. I told you guys, I'm not a speaker. All righty. So here's a good place to start. If you're feeling that way, and this is something that i felt a lot, and this is something that I know my siblings have felt, and I know that I'm sure that a lot of you guys have felt. We're in that position of, this is just all in my head. My faith is completely in my head. It's not in my heart right now. Here's a good place to start. Pause and pray one sentence. God, open the eyes of my heart so I can see you. I think when we see with our heart, and we actually feel with our heart, we see God for who he is. We recognize he's the creator of the universe, that he gave us breath, he gave us everything we have. Um, When you recognize that perspective, you can believe the truth about yourself, that he created you for good things, and he loves you. And I think starting there really helps realign your lenses. Think about it. If If you really saw God for who he is, like you really understood fully and knew in your heart that he is the creator of the universe, I think sometimes we put God in a box. You know, like he's just like, okay, I connect with him on chapel or maybe I don't connect with him all. Maybe I'm like too cool for it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It can become a thing you do on Sundays, a thing you do on Wednesday nights and you just kind of, you kind of put him in a box. But when you, if you viewed God as the creator of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, if you actually truly viewed, viewed him like he is, I don't think any of us could even sit still. Like, I think we would be running to him. I think that we would be, our whole lives would change because we had the right perspective of him. Think about that. Um, And on that note, too, try this close your eyes. Just close your eyes. I want you to picture what makes you feel most loved whether that's someone encouraging you, um, it's your dog coming and hopping in your lap while you're studying, um, whatever that is, think about that. Just sit there, We're just be quiet for a couple seconds, just think about it and really feel it. All right, now take that feeling, keep your eyes closed and multiply it by the biggest number you can imagine. Just imagine what that would feel like. And with that, feel the security that it will never leave you, and you can't ever leave it. And your little puppy coming snuggling with you, it feels pretty great, it feels like love, but they can walk away. Your, your compliments you get from your, from your family, or, or them telling you I love you, or a big hug from your sibling, whatever it is, that can go away. But this doesn't go away, and you can't leave it. If you got your eyes closed still, you can open them up. I actually, I remember sitting in the gym um, during Spiritual Emphasis Week and I became so aware that I was slipping into that religion um, kind of mindset because I, I I recognized I wasn't excited when I thought about God. I was a little afraid. I was a little like, ooh. That reminds me that I made some mistakes. Kind of a little shame there. Kind of a little bit of guilt. I kind of going to push away a little bit, and it just became a really dry and stale relationship. And we had these buckets um, with rocks that Mr. Goldie gave us, and we were supposed to take a little sharpie and you write something on the rock to help you remember something. That was kind of the gist of it. Like you're, it's gonna help you. I remember what the topic was. I just remember that I had to write a rock and take write on a rock and remember uh, something from it. So I wrote the words awe and wonder because I recognized I'm seeing God kind of as this distant force that makes me feel kind of bad about myself, and I'm not viewing Him for who he is. And I think it's really, really, um, and I still have that rock, actually. And I think it's really, really important to, like I said, picture God for who he is. Let your imagination run wild a little bit. I think sometimes, again, we put God in a box, we limit, we limit in our heads who he is, and he's the creator of the universe. Like, Think about everything you see. The molecules that are like make up these walls. Everything. The, way, like, the fact that you guys can breathe and talk. And talk during chapel. The fact that all, that all that can happen is because of him. And we very much take that for granted. So think about that. Think about awe and wonder. I think that's a really cool place to position your heart. Alright, we on to the next tip. This one's a little more just practical life thing. You'll never know the power of a smile. It's really easy to walk through the hallways, to see someone you don't know, kind of make eye contact, and just ignore them, right? I want to encourage you and challenge you to try something. Just smile. Life is hard. We all have hurts. We all have baggage. And often we have no idea what's going on in the life of that person walking down the hall we're opening the locker next to us. We just have no idea. We don't know their story. We don't know if they're having hurts in their head and they're doing with a battle in their head right now. We don't know if they're dealing with hurt at home. We just don't know. And I think that sometimes just being present and smiling, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And it's a really, it's a mature thing to do, to give of yourself a little bit, when I mean, it's not really giving that much. You're just taking a little effort to be present but it can really change someone's life. I mean that. There are people, I've had friends who, um, they were feeling they were a danger to themselves and they weren't sure if they're gonna make it past that day. And they've told me a smile that someone gave them snapped them out of it. And it seems so small and it seems almost mind boggling that I could do that, but it can. So think about that, be really present. The The way that we love on each other as a student body is really important. And you could actually be growing together so much with just a little bit of presence like that. Cool? Um, There was a guy, real briefly, there was a guy when I was a freshman, his name was John Shirley. He came and sat at my lunch table, and he said, hey, when you guys want to to go out and get some food sometime, go bowling, let's do it. And I said, absolutely, that'd be the coolest thing ever. We went bowling, we talked at Culver's, all these different things. And he became a big voice in my life. Um, And upperclassmen, I'll say something about this in a second, but you have a big responsibility. It's not all on your shoulders to make sure that the underclassmen grow and thrive, but you have a cool part to play in that. So be present, take a risk, go sit with some freshmen. I I got some of the guys that are freshmen when I was a senior that I know that I came and sat with, and look at you guys, you have beards now, what the heck. My gosh, (laughs) Bennett's taller than me, my gosh. Adam too, Jeez. Alrighty, Uh, tip number four, we're getting close to the end, don't worry guys. Um, You know what, I'm gonna skip that. I'm gonna go into this, yeah, just for the sake of time. I'm gonna speak to you guys by class and please don't tune out if I'm not talking to your class, I think all this applies. But I was thinking about like all the different stages for me in high school. And every grade really had a different feel. Every year had a different feel. And I was dealing with different stuff or experiencing different things. And I just have some thoughts on the ways that like you can really maximize your time here. All right, cool. I see everyone is getting so antsy. It's so close to 1130, you're good. We'll make it through. I might go like a minute or two over, I apologize. You can, however the process is, you can leave, you have to. But um, all right, freshmen. You think your first semester went fast? Don't blink. Pretty soon you're going to be up here shaking hands with Mr. Beckering. And I remember that last time I was on the stage the last time, I was wearing a goofy square hat and some like fairy godmother robe. And yeah, and that, felt like, that felt like yesterday. I'm a junior in college now. Um, but I remember it just went by like that. And freshman year goes by really fast. The rest of the three years combined go even faster. And you seniors know that. Um, Enjoy every minute, have so much fun, go to games, go to concerts, go to theater shows, try sport if you haven't, Uh, try choir, experiment and be okay with trying something new that you might fail at. Start connecting with your teachers after class, ask them questions, tell them about your wins and your losses, I promise you they have your back and they will cheer you on. They did for me so much. I challenge you to send, here's my challenge for this, for for freshman class, and really anyone else who wants to try this, you haven't done this before. I challenge you to send an email to a staff or faculty member this week, set up a time to grab lunch, or talk in their office, talk after school, whatever it is, write down some questions you wanna ask, and just go and have fun. I promise you, you won't regret it. Cool? Sophomores, we're on to you. You're in a funny year. You're not freshman anymore, so you kinda feel like, sick, like, dang, I'm kind of cooler than the freshman, and then you realize you're still only a sophomore, and you got to humble it up real quick, right? Jokes aside, though, you guys are in an awesome place. You've got some experience under your belt, but you've got, you still got so much time to try new things. Um, hey, y'all, I know we're chatting. I love y'all so much, but the person next to you might actually be really needing something I'm going to say. Not saying that because my words are special, but think about it for love for your neighbor. Cool? Just think about it. I'll be the annoying big brother now. Think about it. Cool? All right. Almost done. Um, try something new. I joined lacrosse as a sophomore in high school. I could barely pass or catch. Ask Benson. And now I'm a captain of a college lacrosse team. You never know where it could go. So be, be okay with trying something new and failing and just go for it. Um, sign up for PSOS classes, uh, connect, with, connect with underclassmen, connect with upperclassmen, connect with your teachers, look out for each other, uh, start pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, this is big. Because the tension between comfort and fear is where we grow, cool? Juniors, I'm getting so close. Okay, juniors, determine the way your grade is gonna lead. Watch the seniors. Watch what they're doing well, and watch what you want to build on. Some of you are going to hear that, and you're going to be excited, because, like, oh, I get an opportunity to lead and like set a culture. And some of you are going to hear that and think, I'm not going to lead, I'm just going to sit here and let the louder, more popular, more confident people lead. But I want to challenge you with something. I think that's the enemy trying to make you disqualify yourself. And this goes for all of us in many settings. Everything you do is an opportunity to lead. The way you take notes in class, the way you say thank you to Mr. Bell or the cafeteria staff, the way you joke with your friends even, it all shows the underclassmen how they should act. And you show each other how you should act. I challenge you to be really self-aware about that. It's a big responsibility. Don't feel burdened by it. Don't fake it. Be you. Make mistakes, it's okay. But be self-aware. Cool. All right, seniors, you're on the home stretch, guys. Congratulations. Here's my challenge for you. In the same way that I'm a couple steps ahead of you, you're a couple steps ahead of the other grades. Like I've been saying, connect with the freshmen. Find one, even, or go sit at a table for lunch. Sorry about that. Buy them some Culver's, go bowling, start loving on them. Encourage them, talk about study tips, play some games, make some music, find your common ground, and then use that as an opportunity to love on them. You'll never know how big of an impact that'll have. Cool? Looking forward, going into college, for some of you that go to college, start identifying the ways that you want to grow in college. This is a chance to reinvent yourself in a lot of ways. Nobody knows you. Maybe you have a bad habit you want to break. It's an awesome chance to do that. Once you get to college, Pick your friends wisely. Oftentimes, we're going to be defined by the type of people we hang with. And you guys know this well. Some of you guys probably feel that tension. I know I did. I was in a friend group that I loved, but kind of made me change the way I was. It kind of feels weird. But you have a chance when you go into college to come with that awareness that you learned in high school and bring that to college. I really, really recommend you do it. Cool. I'm going to skip through that. All right, last thing. I'm going to close with a prayer quick. Um, and this jumps back to relationship. Sometimes we don't know where to start in prayer. Sometimes we feel shame. Sometimes we feel fear. Sometimes we're hurting too much for words. Or sometimes we just feel out of practice. The foundation of any earthly relationship is communication. And it's no different with God. And that everyone in this room knows, everyone, Sometimes it's hard to know where to start or what to say in prayer. Sometimes there's those moments, but we got to start somewhere. Experiencing walking actually empowers you to run, but you have to experience it first. So here's a great first step. It's called crafted prayer. So in basic terms, it's just writing a prayer. Um, I'm going to share a prayer of mine, actually, that I read to start my mornings. And the beautiful thing about it is that I already know what I'm going to say when I wake up. I've taken the time to include things that I want to pray about every day. And you can write these for different situations too. You can write one for when you're anxious, when you're scared, different things like that. It's really a process of just taking a prayer, writing it out, and making it a part of your life. Um, I wish I could talk more on that sometime, but I'm sure Mr. Goldie and everyone can tell you way, way cooler stuff about it than I can. Cool? I'm just gonna pray this. You guys just wanna bow your heads with me and just pray this with me? Really let it sink into your heart. This is, again, this is a prayer I start uh, my day with, and I think it's it's cool. All right. Thank you, Father, for another day and for your breath in my lungs. Creator of the universe, you have restored my soul and embraced me in your loving arms. Today I choose to love you, God, with all my heart, all my energy, all my passion, and with every thought. Make me one who walks in integrity and who has a fearless confidence. Transform my mind to think like you think. Empower me to discern your will and to live a beautiful life that makes you smile. Remind me of your closeness when I doubt it. When I look in the mirror, show me what you see. In every situation, show me what you see. Today I will walk with confidence knowing that I am wrapped up in your robe, surrounded by a guard of angels and marked as your child. I choose to believe that I am a joy to your heart. Not a disappointment in any way. Remind me to hold my head high as a warrior and keep my eyes lifted. Guard my heart, my thoughts, and my body with the blood of Jesus. Because of grace, no weapon of the enemy is effective against me. Today, I choose your total peace over easy distractions, and I will give my thoughts to you and trust you with them. No matter what happens today, I will choose your joy. I trust you, Jesus. Amen. Cool. Thank you, guys.